0: You're listening to the A Scully cast brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Sid Talk, what's the before the after the show discussion?
1: Um, listening to you suck on your lip. From a distance, and I forget.
0: <laughs> we were talking about Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah,
1: that was like 10 seconds ago, and I completely blanked you. Blanked me. You surprised me.
0: Um, I saw the new trailer for Jurassic Park. We were,
1: what we were talking about was your vision of what Jurassic Park a should have always ago. been.
0: I always said Jurassic Park one. needs to be a fully functional Jurassic Park. Because. In the first one, we never see a fully functional Jurassic Park. We just see, like, a preview. Like, they take some people to go and have a look at it. It's not, like, they're open to the public, is it?
1: We weren't ready yet for, like, mass destruction. The
0: second one, not open to the public.
1: It wasn't anything. It went to the city.
0: Yeah. Third one. It's been defunct for many years. Fourth one, a fully operational Jurassic Park. That's how I always wanted that. That And
1: explain to the boys and girls why you want fully functional. Let me tell them. Because you want to see, as you put it, civilians... Walking yep. around, getting trampled and eaten by the dinosaurs. Yes, yeah, I want to see a mass
0: scale. I want to see hundreds of people being You want to see like a little girl's
1: balloon eaten. go flying into the air? No, I want to see the got... little girl
0: be tossed up in the air and then land in the dinosaur's mouth. You know, like I want to see the destruction dinosaurs would create. You know.
1: And, and I said, "Why can't we just have a nice, happy, functioning park?" And he said, "That wouldn't be a very good movie." <laughs> <laughs> How okay. about if we start...
0: We can have the first 20 minutes like that.
1: With, like, the, like, we can tell everything's gone horribly wrong. And then here come these talking dinosaurs out of the woods who's like, Hey, we'll help you build the park back up like, again. Like Barney.
0: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, if we're genetically modifying okay. the dinosaurs to be alive... Then why don't we genetically modify them to be thinking, talking, and that's the way you can say, hey dinosaurs, you know, give them a good show. Pretend you're going to eat their heads off, but you know, at the end of the day, we'll give you some food and we'll that cut you like in the That sounds like a on... Pixar movie,
0: doesn't it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there you
1: go. With John Ratzenberger as the voice of the dinosaur.
0: So those ideas are free to all you filmmakers. <laughs> Take them and run with them. Please run. Yeah. Very far. Run. So it is Saturday, January the 3rd. Happy New Year, everybody. 2015 is here. It's going to be an awesome year for movies. Um, let me let me just say,
1: you know, well, your life is about movies.
0: This podcast is about movies, so <laughs> this year the movies we are going to have is Jurassic Park, Star, seen Star seen Wars, seen it, the Avengers, seen it, two.
1: <laughs> this doesn't sound amazing. This sounds like oh, sequel, sequel, sequel. Yes. Oh, my pretty, we're making sequels for a whole year.
0: There's lots of movies this year. I I was looking at a list and I went, "Wow, this is one of the best years for big movies." I sequels?
1: Seen. Come on, don't
0: be a dick about it. <laughs> no sequel. I well, mean Hollywood, you're a Fran- dick about it. Like Marvel have got a few movies and uh there's obviously Star Wars coming up. Um
1: I mean, Hollywood's being a dick about giving us all prequ- uh, sequels
0: now for like a year. Yeah. Um, I don't mind if they're good. And Marvel have been on a roll. There's been some good movies recently, so lots of good movies in 2015. Anyway, the first movie we're going to look at in and 2015... And here is some
1: pre-before-before-before-the-show discussion, which happened a few days ago, and I'm just going to put this out there. I'm going to say one line. And if people who what, listen to this know about movies, they're going to know what I'm saying about Fuck Lens Flare. End of discussion. Oh, we'll talk about that later. (laughs) I'm just saying, if you know what I'm talking about, you would be like, yes.
0: You've been playing Mass Effect. (laughs) I'm not. No. All right, so um, it is Saturday, January the 3rd, and this is after the show 356. The first movie of 2015 that we're going to be looking at is released this upcoming Tuesday, one of the first movies of this year on Blu-ray, and it is The Guest. It's a 2014 movie rated R from our friends at Universal, and Sid, talk. Give us a synopsis of the guest without ruining it.
1: <laughs> Spoiler alert, possibly. Yeah, it's gonna be hard, but not really because it doesn't really tell the whole story. No, that's one of my one of my complaints. Uh, it is um, a family is visited by the friend of their dead son slash brother from the from Afghanistan. We're assuming he was in Afghanistan. Yeah, he, he, he said
0: Afghanistan. And
1: this guy. Uh, comes to tell them that he was with him when he died and he was his friend and then of course the mother is a little bit like oh you can stay with us and the teenage daughter's a little bit like what and the teenage brother is kind of like just want somebody to be my friend and the father doesn't give a shit when, you know let me just say this about these parents they suck so bad these are like the worst movie parents this is not I've the ever seen this. okay let's move on to the <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right that was the synopsis yeah a guy a guy turns up
1: i did it we're done yeah. now the so parents suck so bad i mean if the heart of this movie is a family visited by a dude who basically is representing their son because he knew that him and the son is dead right these parents are like so inept and i don't mean just now and we can like extrapolate this whole thing of or, or whatever you say whatever the word would be that their son has died, and now they're traumatized. I have a feeling they've always been this way she she absolutely buys anything he says,
0: but she is she I, is' I don't, in no, grief
1: no she's not that's not an excuse it it shows this woman this mother to be completely inept and the father is the nervous guy from alien four like and very bad thing he's also
0: affected by the death.
1: It doesn't matter I think they're this way before, and if <sighs> They're just really horrible. They have no backbone. They have no... Nothing. Nothing resilient about them. There's nothing that help, that makes them want to protect their children. They have no desire. To, they have, like... I don't know. I just felt like whoever wrote that was like, we just can't make these parents have any backbone. Otherwise, it gets in the way of the story. And they were just
0: terrible. Now, I want to say about this movie, The Guest, I knew very little about it. And I come out at the end thinking this is fantastic movie. <laughs> I loved it. It's my kind of what i loved about it was it embraces what it is and so w-
1: fantastic that's so unfair
0: it is for for this kind of movie it is one of my favorite movies i have seen of this genre like of this um well let me let me say it is it isn't what you think it is exactly it's one of those i don't want to spoil that though because i think that's major part of the enjoyment of it mm-hmm. not really knowing um But it has its own style. And its style's not its own style. It's a style of other things. An homage, if you like, of other things, which are things that fit into this movie. So it has a lot of synth pop, which is the kind of music that you heard in Drive and the kind of music you heard in a lot of 80s horror movies. The soundtrack is all that kind of music. It never really goes into any other kind of music. So it gives it this kind of like, brooding kind of feel, like, all the time. The cinematography is really... Like, a- at times, it's just very ordinary, like, how you would expect this movie to look, and then at other times, it's, like, really, really cool and stylized. like drive, neon lights.
1: Occasionally. Yeah. Very few times.
0: Um, but...
1: But functional.
0: Yeah. But there's this uneasiness to the whole thing for me. And it starts with, like, they, you know, there's real obvious things in it. Like, they, there's a lot of ha- Halloween... Um, Halloween iconography in the whole movie. That doesn't necessarily have to be there, but because it is there, it feels like a throwback to some, like a Halloween movie or one of those movies you watched in the eighties where you know there was a slasher horror. Well, it game. has
1: to be there because yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> it, but it, but it,
0: it makes you uneasy because you know this guy arrives and he's real charming and
1: I, See, I actually, I actually like him. Okay, we're gonna differ on this hugely.
0: Right, well, well I I actually like him right I I I like him I'm like wow he, he does some things for the family which is you know you want to stand up and go yeah that's that's cool like he, you know he's helping these people out like for instance the young kid is being bullied he does the big brother thing and goes and sorts out these bullies and it's just, and it's a violent thing that he does but it's like oh yeah nice you know bullies need to be sorted but out They're
1: so transparent
0: Yeah, but but what I'm saying is I like... You know, you you get to be comfortable with him and like him. And what does transpire is not exactly what I was expecting. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, like it really kind of goes out there and just goes, fuck it, we're going out there and that is what this is now. And I was like, wow, that is like... That's not what you expect from this kind of movie. We've all seen the kind of movies where somebody comes and... He's a stranger and he's charming. Pacific
1: Heights was one of your or examples. Or a woman,
0: yeah. Or Hammer Rocks the Cradle, something where yeah, you trust somebody and then you shouldn't. Then it oh shit, like we shouldn't have trusted this person. This is what this movie is, but it's also something else, which is the part that I'm not going to give away. But if you like this genre of movie, I think you'll like it.
1: I don't. I wouldn't say that because I find I enjoyed it, but it's super cheap, and I know it's well made.
0: But I think that it looks, was. The p-
1: it looks well made, but it but cheap means flimsy to me, and that means, as I'm watching it, every single thing is transparent, and it's not a story that's written well, because we don't have a whole story. I, I
0: think that's intentional. All of that. I
1: know, but that doesn't make it good. Just it, because a just because a person who writes a story. Doesn't include this or that or the other part that actually is part of telling a story. Doesn't make it edgy or interesting. It can mean that at the end of it, if you have a huge gap in your understanding of the story, then it's not done well. If it's a mystery, then you solve it in the story. No, if it's a key element of the story, you have to explain it in the story. You can't just leave everybody guessing because then it doesn't matter what you come up with. So that's what makes it. I mean it this movie time. doesn't
0: it's it's not um a cop out kind of movie. It, it, like yours the way somebody listening now might be like, oh, so this movie doesn't amount to anything at all. Like it does amount to something, and there are explanations in this movie.
1: Oh, I disagree. See, I disagree. There's explanations that are very superficial. But there's no like like um you know, people have that arc thing, and I'm not saying that every story has to adhere to the rules and the formula. Yeah, definitely
0: don't adhere to. But, the
1: rules. but just not adhering to it and then coming up with something doesn't make it good. See, you know what?
0: I feel differently. What I feel like is this uh, director is a fan of 80s B movies, and this is literally definitely. what this movie is. It's a B movie with like a coat of A movie kind of <laughs> on it, like. And, and I'm not saying that because, oh, there's some mega stars in it or anything. Because there are not, really. Even the main guy is a guy from Downton Abbey. If you watch that, you'll be like, oh, that guy. We love that guy. But most people won't know who that is. So most of these people are unknowns, anyway. The, the only...
1: parents aren't. The parents are in lots of things.
0: See, I, I recognize the father, but that mother, I don't recognize.
1: Oh, yeah, she's in loads of
0: I things. mean, she might be, but nothing I've seen. Right. So she's not like it's not, like, immediate. So but it does feel like it has a uh, like a A grade movie gloss of paint over this B movie. And the B movie um when I say B movie I think that tr- boils down to the plot, everything about it. Like it, it's very low grade.
1: The acting that, isn't great.
0: Yeah, all no, that stuff. Yeah. Now, the I daughter's
1: good. I like her.
0: I can't tell 100% whether all that is intentional like let's actually embrace B movie and be very B movie about everything. Like the you know, the the main guy is actually really good in parts. I was like, wow, this guy's like really fucking weird. Like, he's, mm-hmm. I can't actually get a grasp on what he is exactly. Especially in the beginning parts. Like, obviously, in, you know, we're not idiots. Any, you know, if a guy turns up and he's charming and everything seems to be going cool, it probably isn't that, right? So, we know that something is untoward, even though they don't really point at anything untoward for a while. But um this guy
1: But it's instant. He just to made me. me
0: feel completely uneasy all the time. Yeah, definitely. As soon as he said like his name at the door, I was like, holy shit. What is this guy going to do? What's his reason? How bad can this be? You know, is he just like a
1: Good question. What's his reason? Right. Let's just put that in the story perspective and leave it at that. If that's the first thing that comes to your mind and then as you watch the whole thing if you have to Fabricate an answer for that, then it's not a well-told story.
0: No, and I don't think it's supposed to be a well-told story. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, but that's just that is a cop out.
0: I think it's a tribute to all those badly told stories and
1: all those stories had the whole thing.
0: Yeah, they they were. You understood the motivation.
1: You know why Jason does what he does. You know why Michael does what he does. You understand fully, even though it's flimsy. You understand
0: and you understand this flimsily. I mean, they don't elaborate on it, because it's, it's a shortish movie and it's a yeah. this kind of movie. Like a, you know, what would what would this kind of movie be classed as I back in the 80s? Know. There was lots of them. Like, you could probably go to the video store and pull, like, a hundred of them off the shelf. They're like, still
1: getting made. I mean...
0: Yeah. But this has a very specific... Remember those movies you watched off the video store in the 80s? Never did, but I know what you're saying. Or off HBO. HBO, HBO yeah. at, at night. <laughs> those movies that you watched and you were, like, thrilled by or... We're going to try and make that movie with that vibe. And I think they succeeded in that. Because the vibe of this movie had all that, you know?
1: It did, but it didn't go all the way. It didn't go fully to where it was either all that or gritty version of that. Because it got a little bit silly, you have to admit. But not all the time. Her performance is often very dark and, like, she's actually, she's not... She's not part it of goes a silly pretty story. Dark, yeah. But and it's she... also
0: pretty fun at the same time. Right, which but it is...
1: flips around. Yeah. And there's no, like, this is going to be 100% this. Like, as soon as the first fight scene happens, I'm like, whoa. That's like Jackie Chan shit. That's kind of weird. Okay, so we're going to be that. But then we're not. Because then it gets just dark and weird. And then it's not that either. And that's and what I like. I didn't like, know. Cheap television action sequence like you would see on A-Team or something. Which then it was like, okay, was this, I mean...
0: Yeah, and that's what I liked. It was kind of a. It was kind of like the unsettlingness of it was, from one moment to another, you don't know what this actually is. When it is actually a bit of everything, right? It is a bit of everything. It's a bit of the A Team. It's a bit of, you know. Uh, Why is that good? It just is for the for me. It is for this kind of movie. I I was pleasantly surprised. Like if it was it, a
1: wacky comedy, I would be totally with you. But it's not trying to be. Wacky yeah, but it comedy was never at all.
0: a wacky comedy.
1: I know I'm saying. If it was a wacky comedy and tried to bring in all these elements of I mean, it's not sat- Shaun of the Dead. I understand. That's what I'm saying. If it had brought in that and then satirized all these different things. But it's not. It's trying to take... And that's
0: things- what I like. I've never seen that before. It, it seemed to me like some... Like, I've obviously seen those movies from the 80s, but I've never seen somebody present it in modern day in quite this way. Aside from Drive, which I would make... um
1: but Drive is consistent. It's all menacing and dark. And it has the but same. But Drive level has the same intensity.
0: vibe. Um, even Drive has the vibe of like a like a B movie from a certain era, like the eighties, but with a gloss over the top of it. You know, like because there's a big Hollywood actor in that one, for instance. But it's
1: consistent throughout. There isn't a change from the type of scenes that you see. It's all the same. I mean, it's all the same as if they adhere to a style and then you get you feel like you've been told a whole story. This is like on this day today we I don't know, it just that was you know that's what broke it up for me a little bit. Yeah. But I that, enjoyed it. I just think you really are elevating it and I think but it's just not I guess it just
0: it's the kind of movie that really floats whatever I like of this kind <laughs> of thing. Like the, like as soon as the music started I was like, okay, this is going to be one of those movies that has an awesome soundtrack. It's not just going to be like, oh, in a minute they're going to play Taylor Swift or in a minute they're going to play, you know, those kind of, like, oh. like we're trying to be popular. Like, but you
1: like Taylor Swift now.
0: That particular song. But what I'm saying <laughs> is we're, they're not, they're not trying to play the music of today just to, you know, we've seen these movies and then, you know, they start driving down the road and they play the latest track just so, you know, that's the one you know at the time. This is like, this soundtrack is very, in fact, I want to go and get this soundtrack right now. This is the sound, you know, light drive soundtrack. I don't know any of the songs, but I want to hear them again.
1: It's... You said, actually, everyone needs this soundtrack in their head. It's like this ominous, yeah, brooding, like... terrifying kind yeah, of.
0: Imagine like wandering around your house in the dark at night. But it'll make everything so
1: you... sad. <laughs> everything. You'd be cooking supper and it'd be like, you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is making supper so sad. And it's that it's like... synth
0: pop stuff that's you know it's brooding it's it's the stuff that John Carpenter think of the thing
1: absolutely sounds like halloween
0: a halloween yep. assault on precinct 13 think of those movies that John Carpenter did in the 80s that music it's just that when music.
1: all in like exorcist when all it took was a see, a shot from outside the door and then the music and that's all it is for like seconds just this and you're just like your palms are go music's
0: actually a a character in this thing, it, it, I disagree. I think if you subtract that music, it takes a lot of the mood away from the whole. True, movie. but I don't
1: think it's a character. I think that's pretentious. Um,
0: <laughs> but I see it as like the whole mood is portrayed through the music and occasional uh, lighting and stuff that they do.
1: I think that if you combine the music with a with a less a movie, whatever you whatever you're saying there, like we're on super high def now, so everything looks un gritty for Did some reason. Know. Everything looks a little bit raw well, I guess raw and gritty is the same, but I mean if you take that music, tone his performance down a bit. Because he's just too much with a stick up his ass. He's it's not it's not always good. I know you love it and you love him and you think he's menacing and everything. But I he's didn't also know him very today. No I mean this. Him yeah. and this. It's not that good. It's like very of what it is. You know what I mean? Like
0: um I think he's playing to. But he it, needs though. to relax. I think he knows what it is. This thing, which nope. is the. No, he's guest.
1: overthinking it.
0: Yeah, but way but If he's it. overthinking it, that is what it needs for me to because it succeeds completely. Like. Because I think everybody's like, this is a schlocky kind of movie, and we're all in this schlocky kind of movie. Yeah, but
1: if you're old enough, and you're my age almost, you're old enough to sit there and watch and understand, yes, it's fiction, it's a movie. It's not reality. However, if I was sit facing a person, behaving that way straight to my face, I would think they're fucking full of shit. They are trying to manipulate me, they are completely lying to me, because look at the way he's acting. He turns his head really slow like a Chucky doll, and then kind of smiles, and... Tilts the edge of his mouth just right, and this is—I understand, ma'am. It is like you. (laughs) What person in any story would buy that and just go, "Oh, okay"? (laughs) It's too much. It's too much. Then there are times when he's just right, and he pulls, brings that to it. But there were times when it was just—I know that what you're saying, you like. But each of the separate elements is cranked up. Yeah. And as you're watching it, scene to scene, one thing kind of jumps up at you at like, whoa, that's kind of weird and different. And that makes me like it. But when you add it all together, it doesn't really.
0: And you do go along the movie going, "Okay, yeah, this is sinister. (laughs) Is this a kung fu movie now? Is this a fighting movie? (laughs) Hold on. Oh, well, shooting! Is it shooting? Is this horror? Is it, is it are we going to stab people with knives? You know, it's all. But like, you
1: don't normally like that, so why can you, you? Normally, you would say what a load of shit. Because, I don't know.
0: Whatever this one had, the formula, whatever. Intangible. I feel like it's one of those things that again, like Drive. It, like I, you know, nobody's copying Drive.
1: Yeah, and let's not let's not mislead people. The quality of Drive is like way up here, and the quality of this is like way down yeah, over here.
0: Yeah, but this is one of those things that's been done and then that's leave that be now like that this is the movie that did that thing whatever it is taking 80s ho- 80s horror and action movies no I don't want this to
1: be the template for anything because I don't think no it's I'm saying good. don't don't yeah. be
0: the template for anything this is this is a, the, the the movie that did the homages to all those things that we loved and for some reason for me just all fit together perfectly
1: and it's not all things I love, so I don't see through your eyes. I don't get what you're saying. Except it's just all those
0: movies I watched when I, in the eighties that I kind of like. You know, they were most of them were shitty, but for some reason I really liked them. Like, you know, I sat and watched them and went, "Wow, this is awesome!" Like, right? but it's probably not really like the Warriors, which is what not this, awesome. Yeah, it's not awesome,
1: but <laughs> with it a is. constant sense of dread yeah. and doom, and a Absolutely.
0: style, a very sti- a stylistic thing. The Warriors is very stylistic. Not that good. No. But there's something awesome about it when you're like a 15-year-old dude and you're watching it and you're like, holy fuck, this, this is like, I'm blowing, it's blowing my mind. So
1: what we're saying is you're kind of immature.
0: <laughs> well, what I'm saying is this brings me back to all of that. All of those trashy movies, but it's actually also well-made in a way. Not always well, not always... I don't know if it's intentional some of the time, some of the acting. If
1: you were 15 watching it and you hadn't seen thousands of movies like we have, I can 100% see the there's a creepiness factor because all the Halloween decorations, while it's just Halloween decorations, seem weird and menacing. You know, just in a weird kind of way. The the part that you don't want to discuss, it's like it something's missing and then we have that. And there's something missing over here. I can tell you. So my brain of putting together stories and understanding how a writer would put together a story versus how a movie gets put together, something's missing. And if you want to use Lost as an example, for example, Lost the TV show, where we're just constantly stringing you along. And in the end, all these mysteries are for you to guess and speculate about. That's not telling a fucking story. That's leaving gaps in a story that you don't know how to tell, and letting other people fill it in for you. And that's what I see this as—a little bit, not fully. But I if mean, you watch it really close, you're still not going to understand it fully.
0: And also, the ending of this movie, without spoiling <laughs> it, you have seen multiple times in other movies. Well, you just
1: spoil it because people will figure that out. Not really, as they start to watch, it, they don't even gonna know what's exactly gonna what, what you're there. saying. I know, but they're. Well, I
0: thought that was actually perfect, and I was like watching it and going. Okay, they're not going to do that, are they? Oh, they did that. And that was like, okay, that's, that's. And the final line, what she says in this, you know, the whole thing was like, oh yeah, that's perfect. If you're going to have a movie like this that's kind of a bit tongue in cheek, that.
1: But it isn't. That's my point. The tongue in cheek only happens, like, 5% of the time. The rest of the time, it's like, it's trying not to be. And
0: that's why I like it.
1: But that doesn't explain, it doesn't make sense, because you hate movies like that. No, because
0: it makes it feel like this weird movie, like. Hobo with a shotgun.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Hobo with a shotgun gun, commits completely to right. the whole weirdness but of it. But it's weird. From the second one, from the first second yeah. it opens to the second it ends, we know what it is and we get the whole of it. It is never changing. But it also
0: is an homage to 80s movies. But it and isn't. it feels that way. Right,
1: but it's all the same. I don't mean all the same, but I mean it sticks to its own universe all the same. This does not so that's not... You know what I mean? It just doesn't. I I agree completely with the menacingness, because that music and his performance, even though I don't love it, I feel like there's always this chance of what we see happens happens, and you feel it every second, and then it's sort of a payoff, because, you know, right that I knew it, I knew, I knew that he was bad news, you know, so... I mean, yeah, and it's nothing new in that respect, that thing. No. You
0: know, but... And it's a mishmash of a lot of different things. And the bit we don't want to tell you about. You you, you can't see those things coming. It's a thing. That- you
1: can't. And with we see where the opposite. As soon as that thing comes around, I'm like, oh my god, that's kind of ridiculous. And you're probably like, oh my god, that's awesome.
0: No, I'm like, oh my god, they're just going like, fuck Whatever, like, <laughs> let's just go fucking nuts. But like, I don't this think is... they
1: were. See, I think you're over, you're giving them too much credit. I think they're actually taking it in a seriousness kind of way. I think there's
0: a bit of both, and that's how I saw the whole thing. It's like, well, there's a bit of an inside laugh joke, and there's a bit of a, like, let's play it both ways, because then it will be really weird to people.
1: I disagree. I think they didn't, they, didn't I'm going to listen to the commentary
0: this week, because I'm very interested in the perspective of the filmmakers, and they both do a, a commentary on that. Um, and I think that that is where they're coming from. We'll see when they, when, they start, when I listen to it. I don't. And if they were coming from that, it is perfect for me. It was, it was literally like, yep, that's exactly what I want to see in that kind of movie. In fact, I didn't even think of that kind of movie until you made this. Like, I'd forgot about that kind of movie and how much I enjoyed it. That weird feeling. Yeah, like that it. weird 80s thing where, you know, they might not have been good, but... What I, I do
1: like about it is a sense of doom. And it's like Shaun of the Dead, but Shaun of the Dead's really good. Actually good. And does a thing well that mixes an unexpected thing with a very ordinary type of thing. Yeah. So when I'm watching this, I do feel, I feel the sense of oh, heightened, like, you know, dread is going to happen. But you feel that way with lot of... um I, mean, I keep coming back to Farwood thirteenth and stuff like that, where you as soon as you know something bad's going down, then that's it for the you're like this, the whole rest of the time, like blanket to the face. I just I,
0: I I don't know why I enjoyed it so much. It's an intangible thing. That's good. Why did he enjoy drive so much? Why did it there's certain things where you go, well, you know, that's all a bit stylistic and weird, but there's something about it. I really love like it. Just
1: drive holds itself together. That's one of the reasons I like it. It is, it's a whole with a shotgun. Like, Unflinching flinching. Again, it doesn't turn away from what it is. Ever. Not even for one minute. On
0: machete. You know, Again, you're weird. picking
1: movies that don't have a this. Up and down, up and down. That's one thing. It's another thing. We're missing out on this. They're all very contained. Or dust
0: Till Dawn. Again. Where it's like one thing yep. and then it's another thing.
1: But all the same. It's all done well. The characters stay the same intensity all the way through. Performances are the same all and the And I way feel through. like this does. Oh, I disagree.
0: Um... I mean it's almost like two different movies, but it obviously it's supposed to be but it's a very entertaining overall movie and I think the first up until the re- a reveal of kind of sorts it's very effective tension wise I was like. I don't know whether. And I mean, always... it's
1: cheap tension, let's be honest. We, no, have a stranger, I was... we have a stranger in our midst. We have young people here. We have vulnerable parents. And a stranger comes to the door, and we get weird music every time he comes in the room. We are supposed to feel tense and weirded out. It's not a shock or surprise or anything like no, that. No,
0: but it, for me, it, it absolutely works. hit the notes. I was like, okay, I'm I'm weirded out by this guy. Oh, now I like him. Hold on a minute. What's he saying? I did
1: have that experience for it about twenty a... minutes. I was like, "Okay, what's he I saying?" Get it?
0: Like on the phone there. Uh, maybe I don't like him now. It seems weird. Oh no, he's all right again. Look at him. He's doing. You know, it's, it's it was playing with me a bit. You
1: are easily manipulated.
0: Yeah. So fantastic. Uh, Good to know. Moving on to the cast. Dan Stevens plays David. Now I'm completely unfamiliar with him until today. That's the first thing I've ever seen him in because I don't watch Downton Abbey. And neither do you? No. Um. And I really liked him. I just thought he was... I preferred somebody I don't know. I want him to relax. I don't he's want, like, uptight. somebody else who I know to... Yeah, I just I...
1: think he's too uptight, though. He needs to... I know I understand now we understand part of, sort of, what he is. But, I mean, what his whole thing is. But he takes it too... It's too much every single minute of every time. There's never a shoulders down, I'm just the guy... And then the intensity rises up and then goes away. It's always on like hundred percent.
0: I mean, he's a of, British actor, and you would never guess he was British. No, he did the he playing an American very well. For but
1: him. he does feel like he's faking his voice very much. That bothered me a little bit. It's got this really deep it's thing. like a draw, kind yeah, of a little. Bit. No, there's no draw there. Saying that he was from the south, and then his linguistics or whatever you call it was not did not match up with did that. Did not.
0: Nope. Did for me. So I'm. No. But I'm. I'm. You know illiterate as far as that goes <laughs> so it works for me just as an average yeah, he just says hello ma'am yeah he doesn't say it like the way he's supposed to say it would be totally different it worked but... for me I bought him as an American in fact if I wouldn't oh as him, an American I didn't
1: yeah. know who he was no you would tell me that he was a British guy so that's
0: and cool. I only knew he was a British guy from writing down his name and I was like what had he been in oh he's a British guy because it says it on IMDB right um <laughs> So, but I really liked him. I thought he held, you know, obviously he's the focus of the entire movie, really. But, um...
1: He has his moments. Yeah. But overall, he needs to, like, have some come massage his neck and relax a little bit. I think that's the character. Though. I know. His character is somebody who's trying to hide behind something. That means he has to have different facades for different people, and he does not.
0: And, uh, Micah Munro plays Anna Peterson. She's the daughter of the family. Um,
1: she could be the semi-grown up version of who is now my <laughs> let me think about this my nephew just got married and his new wife has three children so that would be she would be my niece in law so this would be my i mean step Great niece in law <laughs> and this girl could be the grown up version of nobody knows what I'm talking about. No but Bella looks just no, like no. this girl and <laughs> could be when she grows up and I just kept thinking that over and over and then I looked because well, maybe I've seen her in something as a kid. But no, I'm...
0: She's a fairly new Yeah, she's actress. really good. Yeah.
1: She is to me the anchor and the son. Both of those we'll talk about him too, but they are the the best thing of the whole movie to me.
0: Yeah, she she's good. She's um you know, there's some emotional scenes with mm-hmm. her and her boyfriend. I thought that was a good scene. Yeah, it was On the really.
1: Good. Yeah. And her in the bedroom when she just had. The I really tears. liked
0: it when the, the boyfriend's like a stoner guy, mm-hmm. but he, when he said, you know, they've lost a kid, it's pretty bad. Like, I, I, I was like, wow, like, this is yeah. actually quality scene. Like, you know, there's something in this, this dude who you're just being portrayed as this stoner guy who she shouldn't really be messing with, maybe. But no, he's like. But more then terrible. her
1: the roll of her eyes tells you that it's like really that's as deep as you're gonna go. Yeah. That their kid died and it's bad. Okay, whatever. Because we know that she's frustrated with him. But I think she did fantastic.
0: Then Brendan Mayer plays Luke Peterson. Luke is the
1: absolutely excellent. Yeah. Both of them. What I thought about her, particularly the way they dressed her. Yeah. Is that she, she was could become goth a little like bit. it? Oh, she wasn't goth really. She was more like. Trash-tastic. <laughs> like... But well, she was into, like... And she's 20, so it's not like she's a teenager, so we're not delving into teenage girls dressing sort of scantily clad. But, um, she would be... Take her and put her in a video game where this girl has to be, you know, tough girl. That'd be very interesting. In her little waitress outfit. Made me think of that one you played with the boyfriend on the hip. Wasn't she kind of Molly, dressed?
0: she was a cheerleader.
1: Right. Yeah. And this girl's dressed as a waitress, but in a very caricature way. Yeah. The, <laughs> the girls in this uh, cafe wear these cartoony waitress outfits. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah. They might
1: still exist, but I don't see them very often.
0: Um, And then Sheila Kelly plays Laura Peterson, the mother, and Leyland also plays the father. Spencer. See, the mother
1: has been in like some 80s movies, 90 movies. I hadn't seen her for a long time. Inept um, mother, but she does a good job of playing an inept mother.
0: And the father is from very bad things, that's what I mean. When it
1: started, you see her crying, guy. and she's doing the long, you know, I felt like, oh, right, right, oh, right, that's really good, because we can see this is troubled, and we see the picture of the, in memory of the son and all that, and she's just sitting there crying, I was like, oh, oh, right, good. And then she just sort of falls apart. The mother, I mean, not, the actress does a good job of it.
0: Yeah. That's right. what's like, really good. Like, I'm
1: convinced she's this inept, um, hapless...
0: She, it's just that thing. She's like, oh, I lost my son, and here's day. somebody who knew him, and now I can relate to this person. Yeah, kind
1: of in a fog. Yeah. yeah I guess. Um,
0: so this is directed by Adam Wingard. Oh, nervous
1: guy. Again,
0: I don't like him, so didn't really do much for me. No, but he seemed right in this father. Yeah. Like, like, cause they kind like of fucked up pirates. Now
1: think about this though. The one moment, they have a really nice house and really nice, a lot of really nice stuff. Nice vehicles. Um, the kids both have rooms packed full of all kinds of, they have fancy phones, they have all kinds of music, they have shit all over their rooms, they've got good clothes, everything. And at one point he says about getting a raise or something that she's gonna wonder why I don't ever have any money. And I'm like, what the f- fu- what kind of- what kind of people are you? <laughs> like, how much money do you think your wife thinks you need? I thought that was kind of a flimsy thing for him to say.
0: Yeah, but it does play into the plot.
1: Right, yeah. so I'm saying, though, it was just a cheap tool to put in there, but it didn't make any sense, because they, if they lived in, like, a one bedroom apartment, that might make sense, but.
0: So this is directed by Adam Wingard, and only thing I know him from is he directed one of the segments in the ABCs of Death. Cue
1: um... for Quack.
0: Which wasn't a particularly
1: good one, I don't remember honest. it. Was it a doctor? Or was it a duck that killed somebody? A doctor. <laughs>
0: um, and he also did uh, VHS and VHS2 segments, right? Right. Um, so he's into the horror genre. And this isn't necessarily a horror movie.
1: And Pop Skull from 2007.
0: And You're Next, which was his first kind of bigger movie, um, which is another genre type like this not like this it's more of a horror kind of movie this isn't really a horror movie
1: exactly not really but kind of but kind of yeah. but not really
0: but it's a thriller it's a horror See? it's more a thriller it's an action movie this is the
1: argument to make against movies like tusk <laughs> that it isn't a thing it it gene it doesn't know what it is
0: yeah, but I I would rather watch this. Oh than yeah, Tusk.
1: <laughs> me too. Oh okay, I put my hands up on that. Absolutely. If you said we're gonna play this one again right now, or Tusk, and I'm gonna glue you to the couch and you have to watch I
0: would, it, I, I would rewatch mind. this movie. That that's how much I liked it. You're so going to,
1: I know you will. Let
0: me see. Uh, bonus features. There are some deleted scenes, and you can watch them with commentary by the director or
1: just normally. Um, what did you think? There's quite a few actually. Didn't mean anything to me. I would rather have nothing than to have deleted scenes. I think they're boring.
0: Uh, I wouldn't say boring, but if you're into this film, and you... The deleted scenes are...
1: Deleted scenes are repeats of scenes that are already in the movie.
0: Yeah, but because the director explains... Like, he even plays one scene and then plays the final scene and explains it in the commentary uh, how, you know, they get from one to the other. Um, But yeah, I like seeing deleted scenes in movies because uh, I like the filmmaking process and... In this one particularly I was watching the deleted scenes and going this movie's really tightly edited and if you put some of these scenes back in it it wouldn't be the same movie it would it would literally change the movie like you can't have long lingering it's not a 70s movie where you where mm-hmm. you can take your time it's a fast moving movie and some of these scenes were really slow you know like
1: but uh, give me you give me a word they're editing it's edited really Ugh. Like, there are times when you're listening to the music and the music's telling you something. The music instantly stops and you cut to a scene, a picture, I mean, the next shot of something completely, there's no, like, transition or anything. And I read that people compare him to people like George Lucas and somebody else and then these other brilliant editors and say that that's, like, a sign of brilliance. I'm like, it's not a sign of brilliance because it doesn't do anything. It's like if I were making a movie and didn't know how to do it.
0: Whatever That's it what is having. as a whole, though, it works for me. Whatever it is. We know.
1: You loved it. I'm just saying. No, I mean, whatever. <laughs> There's the, flaws.
0: Even the editing. The whole thing, like, the way it flows, the, you know. But, yes, it was quite clear some of those deleted scenes would make it a worse movie. Um, There is a question and answer with Dan Stevens, which literally lasts one minute and 23 seconds. <laughs> and, you know, you get to where Dan Stevens speaking his British accent. It's nothing. (laughs) Talks about the movie a little bit. It's not really any information. But the the big extra would be the feature commentary with the director, Adam Wingard, and the writer, Simon Barrett. So if you really want to know how this movie ticks, the writer and director are the best people to listen to. So I'm going to listen to that later this week. Uh, And that's it for extras. You get a DVD and a digital copy. Um, So, in conclusion, I loved it. Uh, What a fantastic start to the year for me. Great movie.
1: Can I say, what a kind of... Uh, I would much rather have a much better movie to start the year with, but it was fine.
0: Yeah, as far as this kind of genre goes, and I'm basing it on this kind of genre, um, it <laughs> it really really hit all the notes. There was t- lots of times where I was just smiling, going, "That combination of music, that shot, and what is actually occurring reminds me of something that I don't actually know what that is. It's something I've watched like years ago." It could be Halloween. It could be just something that you don't even know the name of because it was so shitty.
1: Most of it was Halloween. Yeah. We think about a lot of the moments.
0: But, I mean, it just could be some movie I watched in 1985 that was, I don't even remember the title of it. It was just a rocky kind of shitty movie that somehow I enjoyed and kind of (laughs) it stuck inside me somewhere. Those things just kind of bubbled up a little bit while I was watching this. Uh, You know, in that way, it succeeded for me. And uh, I'd recommend it if you're into I don't know what to say what you're into like because I don't know it's not. It's kind of a bit of everything and that's it's difference and if for you're me.
1: 16 and you haven't seen lots and lots of movies it might have a different impact on you yeah
0: yeah I think it I think it would I think it's playing at like our age type even though it's like a sexy kind of young it could work that way too couldn't it like you know I think
1: it's directed at 16 and 17 year olds not directed at us
0: I don't In any know. way, I don't know because it's too many flashbacks to things that they would have. But he's no not idea. our age. I don't know. I don't the know.
1: director's not our age. Oh, but I mean, he's not twenty or anything. But
0: it does. It still does He could. He's probably a fan of old horror movies, though. Is what I'm saying. Most teenagers who go out on a Friday night to see a movie like this, they're not going to get those references.
1: You don't have to. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm if saying. It six... works on
0: both levels. For a 45 year old man to watch and go, oh, look at all this. Look at all these memories I'm having of these old horror movies I've watched.
1: But I didn't. All I had was the combination of sort of that weird music. It's the
0: vibe of it. It's just. Yeah. It's got something about it that's a bit. I mean, okay, Miss
1: Lee, it's not referencing any old movies. It doesn't refer to anything except his own movies. It has, like, your next mask and stuff like that in it. But there's no, like, oh, there's Jason's mask in the background and there's the knife from from anything like that. It's not like that at all. You're just talking about the vibe. It has a tone of all those movies.
0: And it's mainly down to the music, but also down to some of the settings and iconography that is thrown in there where you're like, oh, look at that, look at that. But yeah, it's not Freddy's hockey mask. It's not Jason's hockey mask. It's more kind of Halloween-y or it's kind of horror-ish. You know, there's a knife. Jason
1: wore the mask. Yeah. Michael wore the uh, Shatner mask.
0: So, um, yeah, I, I recommend it highly. What about you?
1: I don't know about highly, but I think it is like you. I don't know what to say if you like this, watch that. It's a good like Friday night flick, but also pick up something else that we know is top quality, grit and terrible. Like not terrible, <laughs> like really good. Like Do you remember seven that movie or something. Stoker. Yes.
0: I th- I feel like you could have a double bill of that and that. But would you didn't be... like Stoker. Yeah, but...
1: Isn't I... that the one with the girl in the it's house? It's the one and... by
0: the guy who did Old Boy.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't... That doesn't mean anything. Who's in it?
0: That British... I, I forget his name. But anyway.
1: Nicole Kidman. Yeah. 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 The in girl in the In the woods. house, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yep.
0: That has like an off-kilter kind of vibe to it also, but in a more... Classy kind of way, and whereas consistent. this is the schlocky. What kind of movie?
1: It's up and down.
0: Yeah, well, this is more like you know, like literally like schlocky, like it's B movie ish. That Not one is like it. a that one. I feel is like a art house B movie. <laughs> but I, I could see them together, and you get a bit of both worlds, like you know. Mm.
1: So Stoker is what you're saying to watch with this. Yes. <laughs> Which is really weird because yeah, I didn't love it. Go, but... They don't go together, but. <laughs> so uh, thanks to Universal for the
0: Blu-ray. If you want to enter a contest to win a Blu-ray, go to ascoli.com. We've got some coming up. Uh, we've got a new one where you can win a copy of Left Behind with Nicolas Cage. Next week's review is Boyhood. Um, and that's being tipped as like this year's best picture at the Oscars. So we that's will a take a look quick. at it next week and see.
1: This year's in twenty fifteen?
0: Yeah, which is coming up in a month.
1: Okay, you're not talking about neck you're talking about the this new o- chunk, right?
0: Yeah, this this new Oscars that's coming. Um this is one of the leading movies with all the early
1: you know, you know how it works.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll take a look at both I Bonnie. find it
1: annoying that people tell me what I'm supposed to like before I even get a chance to fucking watch it. So uh, you you're not people. No. Those people. Ooh, it's Oscar nominated, or it's possibly a big hit for the year. So you're going to like it. Brainwash, brainwash, brainwash. What's exciting
0: to me is it's a three-hour movie, first off. And secondly, it's a movie that took 12 years to film. They film 15 minutes of the movie every year. There's a hook
1: for you right there.
0: And that is, to me, fascinating. And it'd be interesting just to see these people grow up.
1: And if it's well done, and it's good... Then I will decide if I think it is good. Yeah. But because you've told me it might be Oscar nominated, and then I watch it and think, oh, it's not that great, but I guess I have to think it's great because someone else thinks it's great. No, that's not how it works.
0: We will see. So, movie recommendations. I am going with three this week. First one, Cabin in the Woods, because that is a movie, (laughs) also, that you can't really pinpoint what's. But good. Right. All good. But this is also good to me. But this is
1: all good. Cabin in the Woods.
0: But it's still got. I could definitely. You could definitely do a good double bill of The Guest and Cabin in the Woods if you want. Like a. I don't really know what to think here. Like uh, it could be something. It could be another.
1: Then also new uh,
0: Yeah. Another Dawn of the Drive. I'm also going to recommend because I'll take every opportunity to recommend <laughs> Drive. It's an awesome movie. And Assault on Precinct 13. Not the remake. The original one by I John never Carpenter. Saw that one. Yeah, it's just a... It's very simple movie. There's a standoff in a police station. Right. Uh, There's something in a police station that some people on the outside of the police station want. It's one night. The police station's closed. Some people want to come into the police station. There's a horror-slash-thriller-slash-like this. It's John Carpenter. John Carpenter. There's all that music that John Carpenter loves to use. And it is a standoff between two sides in this police station. It's just a cool movie. It's, if you like The Thing and those kind of movies, you would instantly be at home with it. The original The Thing? The John Carpenter Thing. Yeah. Or or even... um, What else did John Carpenter do? Halloween. <laughs> it's yeah. It's just the, those vibes, you know, of... Like, ugh, they, this. It's not even a horror film, but it feels like one while you're watching it. So, uh, yeah, they're mine.
1: Mine are obvious ones. Very, very obvious. Because I think if you're gonna, if you're going to like this kind of weird horror, almost unexplainable reason why the series of events is happening, so out of the norm of life, right, it's a very fictional kind of thing. Friday the 13th, the original. Halloween, the original. And Poltergeist. For some reason, they all have that even now, and I've seen Halloween, I don't even know how many times... It has to be over 150 times. I mean, as a kid, I watched it on HBO every day for a month. Probably If it was on in October, I would watch it every day. I probably right? saw
0: Friday the 13th a lot of times, but not Halloween.
1: Oh yeah, over and over Once and over and over. And then uh, either my brother or my sister had it on videotape. So then when they'd go to work and I was visiting them as a kid... I would put it in, and as soon as it was done, I'd rewind it and watch it again. Rewind it and watch it again. So I know I've seen it. Like, it has to be that many times. It's not fantastic or anything, but there is a thing about it that you talked about. That constant feeling of menace just sort of right in your chest. Like, because it's so out of the... Reality, which was. I
0: also think the first
1: Nightmare on Elm Street had. Yes, absolutely. At the time, because absolutely. you were
0: like, "Whoa, I've never seen anything like this. This is bu- this is bizarre." Like you I went-
1: need to see that again? Because I've seen that one probably like 10 at the or time though. Times.
0: If you go back to that time and what you'd seen so far, just in general,
1: absolutely. And then
0: you were like, "What is happening? This is like
1: I'll tell you another minute This is what
0: maybe. I think it is. It's teenagers and they're having a party and all that, and then." what the fuck? You can be in the <laughs> dreams? Like, I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on. It's usually just a guy walking around. This is, like, worse than that. Yeah, that True. really that really. Another was. one,
1: a more modern one that has that constant sense of menace was Eden Lake. Yeah,
0: Eden Lake. It didn't movie. have a lot of music, I think it's though, an amazing I movie. Um Yeah, bits and pieces. It's more but classical. Not, but either. the
1: thing was just the thing of it.
0: You yeah, because it could be real.
1: Yeah, this, is like, you shrunk your head down in your shoulders, like, oh my God. Because it's a
0: horror film. Where it's all plausible, like, it's, it's actually It's a little
1: bit over, but then in modern world, I mean, I'm just gonna put it out there, we see all kinds of crazy shit on the news these days, it, it even makes it more menacing. So that's another good one that really, from the minute you realize, from the minute he says something to those kids on the beach, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, it was. You're like, I think something bad's gonna happen, and then, oh my god, it's just horrible. There's a good, I need to rewatch that. Even
0: like, basically don't, Give hoodies any shit like because they're the hoodie kids on the <laughs> ah, BMXs. Ah,
1: British hoodies. Yeah. These are British kids. These yeah. aren't
0: like. Don't talk to the hoodies in a bad way because they will get pissed off with you.
1: <laughs> they weren't really hoodies, were they?
0: Yeah, they were kind of like thuggish, like hoodies. They, they were, were hoodies, just the, though, They were just the kids. Beach. Yeah, they had the hoods and BMXs, like a couple of them. It was like a couple a, of
1: them, yeah. But I wouldn't categorize them as that. They were just you just felt like just Ugh. youths. It was, you, <laughs> the bad youths of today. So those are mine, because they all give you a sense of.
0: And they're going to remake Poltergeist, by the way, this year.
1: I don't have a problem with that. You know, why? Because as many times as I saw it and loved it as a kid, love, love, loved it. I mean, loved it. Again, another HBO spectacular for me. Um, I can see now, because when you watch it now, you know, its ideas are bigger than what they could do to make you immersed in it if you weren't 12 years old, right? 12 or 13 years old. Back then, you're totally like, susceptible. You buy anything. Now, I can see the idea being even bigger, and I'm okay with it. it Who's going to be in it?
0: I don't know. But the thing that freaked me out about Poltergeist was that piece of meat that crawls across <laughs> yeah. the. I always like, I don't, like, of all the things in that movie, that thing I can remember. <laughs> and then it
1: bursts open with maggots on just like, it.
0: Plop, plop. I was like, Ugh, uh. his face
1: falling off. To yeah, Bobby?
0: that in the mirror. That whole scene—that's the—that's the, that's the yeah. same scene, right? So <laughs> he bites into the chicken, drops it.
1: It's full of maggots. <laughs> that scene is just
0: the thing I remember, and the tree coming through the window. And
1: see now, when you watch it as an adult, you're like, oh, whatever. I can see how they, you know. Yeah, but yeah. now you can make shit that's so creepy. Oh, uh, see, I have no problem with that one. Remakes I used to poo-poo on completely, and now I start thinking like, there's there's potential. To tell that story in another way that I am I'm okay with.
0: Alright, so games and A. Scully stuff this week. I've not really played that much, but I did get a Steam gift card for um Christmas off my niece. Nieces. 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 Ashley and Chelsea. And fortunately it was a twenty dollar gift card and the game that I really wanted called Rise Son of Rome, is a, a gladiator game, was twenty dollars in the sale. So Did you tell them? I did actually. I sent a message on Steam. Very so good. <laughs>
1: um Because, yes, his grown up nieces do go on Steam. They're when they're. Yeah, they're always on Steam. So, um, yeah, I got Rise, (laughs) Son of Rome.
0: Now, what it is, is an Xbox One game that they've put into the PC, and it was an exclusive to the Xbox One. I don't have an Xbox One, so it's the first time I've I've played it. So, it's. um,
1: When you say Xbox One, I'm thinking pre Xbox 360. Yeah, me too. So I'm like, wow, that's like a PS1 game.
0: So, um. (laughs) Why do you want that so so you're a gladiator, and it's a story of this gladiator, and his, it's the very typical family was killed, it has got to go on this revenge, but it's this really awesome looking game, and it's just an action game. You uh, slash your sword, you block with a button, it's a very, like God of War, that kind of game.
1: I like God of War.
0: But it's really, it's cool, it's it's cool to play, It's it uh, looks really awesome, like it's obviously it's a big... It's and by the people who make Crisis, so it looks...
1: I didn't like God of War as much as I
0: like Shadow of the Colossus. They're <laughs> making the movie of Shadow of the Colossus. I would
1: rather see you play the game. It's so good.
0: The movie, I'm intrigued what they will do with the movie.
1: Who's making it?
0: Sony are making the movie, so it's like going... You know, it's... it right. be pretty interesting. I don't know. It's going to be a big special effects extravaganza. It has movie. to be. Yeah, Because they're really
1: colossal. <laughs> That's the whole idea. That's the way it works.
0: So I did play that, Rise, Son of Rome, on PC. I recommend it. Um, yeah, it was on sale. It isn't now. It's back to $50, so you have to wait for a sale if you want to pick it up cheap. Well,
1: hopefully you have a couple of nice nieces.
0: And the other game I've been playing on the PS4, be, I played with my nephew yesterday afternoon, and it is Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris. It's the new Lara Croft oh, game. Oh, did you? I didn't see it. Yeah, we played um, the first like half of it. Um, and it's a co-op game. It's, uh, it's not the traditional Tomb Raider game. It's like the spin-off series where it's from above. But the game's focused around co-op, and it's focused around couch co-op, not actually online. You have to sit next to each other to play it. One of How you does plays... it
1: know you're sitting next to each other?
0: Because you have the controllers. They're not online.
1: Yeah, but one of you might be over there. That's
0: fine. <laughs> so it's um it's the sequel to the last Lara, Lara Croft. Uh, there's two of these. And the idea is one of you is Lara Croft and one of you is this other person. And the puzzles are set up. One person's got a set of skills and the other person's got this other set. And to actually get through the levels, you have to work together. Like, like the Lara Croft can shoot stuff, but the other guy can't shoot stuff. So if some enemies come, you've got to like protect him from the enemies. And the other guy can do things like jump higher or move heavy objects. So you end up having to work together the entire time. That's the focus of the game. And it's enjoyable. Yeah, and it's a, the Temple of Osiris. It's a, it's a an ancient, ancient Egypt that she gets sucked back into. So it all takes place around that. The pharaohs and the Anubis and all those ancient Egypt-y things that you know. So um, that's on the PS4. Um, it came out just before Christmas. And it's a lot of fun. And that's all I've played this week. So, Sito, what's for dinner?
1: Tonight for dinner will be... This is kind of a contradiction, I understand. Gluten-free pasta... Which is the quinoa pasta, which we both really like. Mm. I mean, I love it. With just ragu sauce and some corn. Q-u-r- Q-U-O-R-N crumbles.
0: Didn't you say you went back meat. on a spreadsheet for this podcast and you said that we had how many percentage was the uh, Morning, Star?
1: Morning Star was mentioned, I believe it was 30, no, 13 times out of 50, 50 oh. uh, 49. So it's like a high percentage of Morning Star. This is corn. Yeah. But the thing about it is, corn has gluten in it, yep. and the homemade bread I made today also has gluten in it. So, it's not like I'm good at eliminating the gluten, necessarily, but, you know, one, two out of three. True. <laughs> and ragu sauce, that's it, really. Maybe some vegetable.
0: And what's your advice?
1: It's blank, as you can see, because I was having a hard time. I feel like a lot of my advice is quite abrasive. Because and then I was trying to remember why, why am I so okay? Just comparing myself to some people that I know, you are slightly included in this, who do not put forth their opinion of things very openly, or are easily changed. Their opinion is easily squashed, just by a simple discussion. When I am not trying to change anyone's opinion of anything other than to make them think about that thing, if you and I are discussing that movie, for example, just because I don't think it's as fantastic as you, and I point out all the reasons I don't think it's fantastic, isn't me trying to persuade you to change your mind?
0: And I wouldn't change my mind.
1: You wouldn't on this movie, but on other topics you have, and you go, oh yeah, didn't think of that. Oh yeah, now I agree with you. And I'm always like, whiplash, What? Did you not think about your opinion to to begin with? That's my advice. <laughs> like, I don't know, it's not advice. If you're in a discussion with someone like me, and I, I was watching a TED talk the other day, and somebody called people like me... um, No. Yeah, people like me. A starter. Something like a starter. A person who will just put their... And it was a British lady. And she's kind, she says she's shy, and she's quite reserved, and she's not a person who will... Argue or, you know, have any conflicts with people. She's non-confrontational, blah, blah, blah. And these people, she's a psychiatrist or something, are starters. And they will start with you. (laughs) Like a thing. And they'll say, da-da. And to her, they're trying to persuade you. She is wrong. My opinion is not to persuade you. My opinion is my opinion. And if I see a flaw that I think is a flaw in yours... I'm examining your opinion as much as I am putting mine out there. If I'm thinking of this movie and I'm not see- I'm seeing it like, well, well, it's fine, but it's got this down, down, down. And then you keep telling me the good things. And if I start incorporating that into what I'm thinking and fold them together, I can possibly, I will see it from your point of view and understand what you're saying. At the end of the conversation, I don't want you to change your opinion of the movie, and I'm not going to change mine, but I will see it now from your eyes. If you do not put forth your opinion just because you think mine's bigger and stronger, then it's like you're saying that your opinion doesn't matter. It isn't valuable enough for me to put out my opinion because, well, there's going to be a discussion and a confrontation and a disagreement or an argument or even just a conversation where we don't all agree, happy, happy. And I think that's bullshit. You so learn what, nothing. So
0: why is this advice? What is that? Um, it doesn't sound if like you start, advice.
1: If you're with a person like me who will say, I'm so sick of people talking about God all the time as if it's a real thing. Because I can't say to them, well, there is no God. Because then they get defensive and say to me, well, you just don't believe. Well, no, I... Duh, duh, duh. You know what I mean? Right. I get so sick of it. Now, I'm happy to say it to anybody. Now, if I'm talking to a person who firmly believes there is a God, as I was the other day with the person at work, our conversation was fantastic. We completely disagree on everything. But he was not um, dissuaded from giving me every single point of his opinion thoughts on the subject on his faith on how he sees things we laughed we i i was open enough to say like i think that's kind of condescending and i think that's this and he would say to me i think that's kind of like ignorance on your part and da 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 and we kept going back and forth and at the end of it neither of us was changed except that i see things through his eyes better now right and i will i will have more um respect for his opinion by understanding his point of view. If he had immediately just buttoned up and been like, okay, well, disagree, to, agree to disagree and walked away. Then the person I am is just like, well, fine. Then you I guess you don't believe enough in your opinion to even stand up for it or have a discussion. So even if you're intimidated, this is my advice, by a person that I'm not even that, I'm not even as, Big mouth, there's a lot of people. I'm kind of middle of the road. I <laughs> I have a big mouth. And I'm happy to tell you that I think you're full of shit. Almost anybody, if I think that. Then just stand there and say, like, why do you think I'm full of shit? I'm not saying that you are. I'm saying that from my point of view, this is why I think you're full of shit. And if you want to explain to me why you are not, then you're you could enlighten me. Right? And then we know more about each other. It doesn't mean you're trying to poison my mind to to like you more. And I'm not trying to poison your mind into thinking that whatever it is. It is like you rise up together. You're not pushing one down and the other one down until one of you wins. You just keep adding to what each other understands about the other person. And the more you understand about the other person, the harder it is to dislike that person, no matter how much you disagree. Because I will never, I won't say never, but highly unlikely that i will ever agree with anyone who tells me there's a god right however if that person and i have had enough discussions that are very open and frank that i will respect that person and understand their point of view more than somebody who walks away from me and shrugs their shoulders and like pointless so put your opinion out there okay so that's
0: <laughs> good advice so i, I want to remind you
1: Rambly advice. (laughs) About our
0: website, sayscully.com, sitzup.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on stitcher.com. Just search for after the show.
1: I like the way you say stitcher.
0: iTunes Music Store. Just search for after the show. Did that still exist? The Xbox Music thing. Just search for after the show. All the RSS feed go to (laughs) ascully.com. Search for after the show. You don't have to search on ascully.com. Are we the
1: only after the show in the world?
0: There are a few called After Show. Mm. But we're the only after the show. After show, there's quite a lot of those.
1: I sell it for big bucks to somebody.
0: And uh, you want to email feedback to me at acequire, Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't care for you. That's not true. Um, (laughs) That's not true. And stay classy, Mr. Downton Abbey. You could actually call this, this movie, Downton Stabby. (laughs) That just came to me. That's pretty good.
1: That <laughs> just came to me.
0: <laughs> so stay classy, Downton and study. Oh my
1: god. And <laughs> 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 I'm going to say. That's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <clears throat> Don't hurt your arm patting yourself on the back over there. I agree <laughs> with you. That was very funny. <laughs> and I'm going to say. Think for yourselves, because if you don't think for yourself and put it out there for everyone to hear, then someone's gonna think for you.